Hello and welcome to the Royal Central podcast from royalcentral.co.uk. I'm Lydia Starbuck, the news editor. I am Monique Blocks, the assistant editor. And I'm Brittany Barcher, the deputy editor. And this is a special podcast to celebrate the 80th birthday of Queen Margaret II of Denmark. She turns 80 on April the 16th this year. So we're going to chat all things Daisy for a couple of minutes because we love her and because it's her birthday. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a very different looking birthday, isn't it? Because this was going to be the big glittery showpiece moment for Europe's royals this year. She was going to have everyone over to her place in Copenhagen, bring your best tiara, and it was going to be gala after gala after gala. And of course, because of the coronavirus pandemic, none of that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> All tiaras have gone back into the closets. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And it really was going to be such a lovely event. I mean, so many royals were going to be going into Copenhagen and celebrating together. Obviously, she's related, closely related to the Swedish royal family, um, the Greek royal family. So all all of those would have it have been a nice little family reunion as well. Going, you know, coming into Denmark to celebrate her eight her eight decades. Because when we look back, she's had some pretty spectacular parties in the past. 75, she had the crowned heads of Europe for a gala dinner, didn't she? And the 70th birthday celebrations went on for about three years, I think. They were just an endless (laughs) cavalcade of glitter and royal people. But she's got a lot to celebrate because she's been a really, really successful queen. She's hugely popular and it all happened against the odds. Because when she was born 80 years ago, no one ever expected her to rule Denmark. At the time of her birth, she didn't even have any succession rights at all. So the fact that she's here and almost celebrating 50 years on the throne, that's really quite an uh, accomplishment. Yes, because when she was born in 1940, you say women just couldn't succeed to the throne at all. Yeah. I mean, she was born in the middle of World War II as well. So Denmark was in an increasingly precarious position with the Nazis, Mm -hmm. the invasion, the occupation. Her childhood was very traumatic in some ways, as it was for millions of people across Europe. And then once they got through the war, once the monarchy was re-established, the succession became a growing issue. Yeah, she uh, she has an uncle uh, or had an uncle who was the uh, the intended heir. And um, but the family, uh, her father and the rest of the family, they were just uh, quite popular. She and her three uh, two sisters. So it was decided to start changing the um, the succession laws, and uh, I believe that was 1953 that mm-hmm. it all came through. And so Margaret became uh, heiress presumptive because they still um, they did a male preference system still, but because there were no brothers, Margaret became uh, first in line, and her uncle was of course delegated behind her and her sisters. And as we know, she eventually took the throne, and yeah. now her oldest son, Crown Prince Frederick, is her heir. Um, and in Denmark, they've now changed their laws of succession again to where females and males have equal equal rights to the throne. So yeah. even though uh, Crown Prince Frederick and Crown Princess Mary's eldest is a son, Prince Christian, Um, Had their second child, Princess Isabella, been born first, she would have been the future queen ahead of any brothers. Yeah, and she stayed in her place in succession, even though she has a younger brother now. Yes, Prince Vincent. Yeah, so that's good. (laughs) We're all up to date now in Denmark. 
so from the moment she became heiress presumptive to the throne, obviously that put a massive spotlight on her. At the time she was a teenager, she grew up in the knowledge that one day she would be Queen of Denmark. And it's a role that she made her own from the very beginning, isn't it? Because we know Margaret for her very distinctive personality. She is, some would say, larger than life. She's never shied away from showing her feelings, from showing her emotions, from being in contact with her people. And it's made her very popular. Yes, she's very, uh, very popular in Denmark. And you can see that really with the New Year's speeches, with the amount of people that are used to at least um, show up outside the palace square there in Copenhagen to listen to her give her her speech. Um, she's adored. She has a high approval rating there. And every, everyone, even outside of, of Denmark, you talk to people who follow the royals and everyone seems to love Daisy because of her vibrant personality and she's a close friend of Queen Elizabeth in the UK so she she's known to visit London she's just ha- seems to be highly popular across across Europe and she is she's always been very open hasn't she I mean there's that famous photograph of her on the day that she became queen when she was brought out onto the balcony dressed in black she just lost her father and she cried and that and it's it's way was kind of a groundbreaking moment wasn't it because we used to at the time we were used to royalty being very stuffy not showing their emotions but from the very beginning of her reign she put her own personality on it yeah and of course she was quite close to her father and it's quite a cruel job to have I think um, having to wait for your parents to die to take up the job and she's just done it so admirably and and I, I really, I, I know that photo you're talking about, and it really is a lovely photo, and that speech she made was really quite touching as well. She really, she, she's, she's, uh, she really sees it as her calling to be Queen of Denmark. Yes, you can sense that she's completely devoted to the job, although it's yeah. not been a job without problems. Her marriage was one of the great successes of her life, but it also brought her issues as well, didn't it? Because one of the things I suppose people, especially outside Denmark, say about her is she was married to the prince who wanted to be king yeah <laughs> yeah he he um i think he was disappointed with the life he settled for i guess i mean i think that there's always a true love story but his position and uh and status in denmark disappointed him in a way it, it was quite a new position of course she was the first queen of denmark and he made it clear over the years how unhappy he was and there were actually quite public fights. He, I believe he fled Denmark at some point, and uh, that's when he was made Prince Consort, if I believe correctly, if I remember correctly. I don't think it's been easy for any of them to have this situation. But at the same time, you know, she still loved. Yeah. They, they had a great, great love yeah. story, and you could just see how she, she was devastated when, mm. when he passed. Yeah. Um, th- his funeral was very sad we i think a lot of us were able to watch it live and everyone was visibly emotional as you would be i mean she had just lost the love of her life her children children's fathers i guess in a way it's like other marriages your spouse does things that drives you you anyway yeah (laughs) you love them anyway this is just on a very public level (laughs) public level and a very larger scale yeah Uh, but I think, you know, with her, her eight decades have been, she's had a good eight decades overall, a happy eight, eight decades, you know, 
her younger years were obviously during World War II, but she was born in 1940, so the war was over by 1945. So she was only five when the war ended. So she probably remembers a little bit of World War II, but not too much of it. So she she saw the rebuilding afterwards and um, the resolve of the Danes and of Europe, really. Um, and has carried that with her, watching her father reign and, and through her reign as well. And going forward, she isn't going to abdicate. So she's turned 80. Um, in two years' time, she will mark her golden jubilee. And she's going to be queen for the rest of her life. She's she's not going to pass the throne over, is she? No, I doubt it. <laughs> she's going to stay on there as long as she can. <laughs> but uh, yeah. that, that, that's uh, I think that's part of... Uh, it, it's part of her calling. She, it's just like Queen Elizabeth uh, in the United Kingdom. She's she's there to stay until the very end. She she made a promise, and um, I think we we may see a, a regency at some point because, you know, people get older and sicker. But uh, she'll she'll stay until her her death. And we live in the that once pandemic has passed and lives are returning to normal daisy's life will return to normal and she will have that big glittering party in copenhagen because we were all looking forward to it yeah (laughs) definitely and hopefully she'll make it bigger than it was going to be as a as a way to celebrate that the pandemic is over and yeah (laughs) we can all be together once again (laughs) if anyone can do that daisy can do it well we'll have lots on royalcentral.co.uk um to mark the 80th birthday of queen margaret of denmark and we'll have another podcast for you very soon but thank you for listening and bye-bye thank you bye thank you